As I mentioned earlier, I've got two guests with me in studio. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, now, Lydia. How are you doing? Yeah, um, great. So good to have you. I'm with the Adrian uh, Skultz, Chief Executive Officer of Motorsport South Africa, and Wayne Riddle, who's Motorsport South Africa's Sporting Service Manager. Um, transformation in motorsport in South Africa, is that a conversation that we're not having enough? I, I would agree with you. Mm. I think it is uh, a conversation we're definitely not having enough. Unfortunately, the barriers of entry are kind of um, higher than most most other sports, and I think that's one of the biggest contributing factors towards um, transformation not progressing the way it should, mm. specifically in motorsport. You know, mm. um, th- there's a joke, and people uh, make light of the statement when they say, to make a small fortune in motorsport, you must start with a big one. Mm. It's it's a very true statement, mm. um, and it was always perceived and by many still is perceived as a white elitist sport, mm-hmm. purely because it's, um, as I said, the barriers of entry are really high, unfortunately. Uh, one would easily argue, though, that it is motorsport South Africa to try and, you know, bridge that gap and to say, okay, let's try and make the sport more accessible to uh, the previously disadvantaged, to black people, to Indians, to colored people. Yes, and lady, I would agree with you. I think... Um, for the sport to have a bright future in this country, it definitely uh, we need to embrace transformation. And I think to a large extent we have. We've done what we can and we're still doing what we can. Um, it's obviously, as Wayne said, it's very difficult because it is an expensive sport. There's a perception that it's also a dangerous sport. So it's not, it's not an easy sport to get involved in. It's a very technical sport as well. Um, but certainly we, we, we have made great strides in recent years. Uh, we've had black national champions. Um, we have, as an example, we have a, a, a black team manager in karting, which mm-hmm. is the, the sort of the nursery of motorsport. And he has a lot of, of youngsters on his books, both black and white. And that's where it's starting to come through. And that's mm. we, we need to get the younger generation involved. And I think it's, it's really, it is starting to work. But as I said, it is a challenge because it is so expensive. It's interesting because you mentioned two people. And then we think of stars, right? The people that are right at the forefront. And to be quite honest, mm. and, I, and I said this to my colleague as well, I thought the only person I can think of is Google Zulu. And I thought, oh my gosh, I hope that's not the only Shops person. Shopsapuka, Philipka, right. the list goes on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you are right. Yeah. But you must remember that Google is one of those competitors. It's, he's taken him t- 10, 15 years to become that household name. Mm. Whereas if you're an athlete or a rugby player or a good soccer player, by 21, you're well known. Mm. You are definitely a national name, not just a household name. Mm. Whereas in motorsport, that process only really kicks off at about eight or nine years old if you're lucky to get on board early. Mm-hmm. And then there's a hell of a long process to get. And by the time you get to 18 or 19, you're only really now graduating into what we would call the mainstream motorsport. Mm. So, yeah, Gugu is a good, he is a household name, but it's taken him. He, it's not been an easy road for him to become that national name. Um, Chops Apuka is another one. Um, mm. Chops Eastern Cape uh, come through the development program. But mm. again, 10, 15 years down the line before he's become that household name. Yeah. So from um, the, the older type of generation, we, we use names like uh, Sorrel Fonamaba. Mm. That's a household name. Mm-hmm. Sorrel didn't become a household name in his first four or five years of racing. It's only when he, he started winning five, six, seven titles in a row, people sit up and pay attention. Um, and if I look at uh, I look at all of our other d- developing uh, racing drivers that we've had so far to this point, the, the names are starting to come through now. Mm. is another name that comes to mind in, in karting. He's now um, he's actually going to McLaren this year to go and mm-hmm. do some tests. So 
these are the guys of now six years, seven years in the program. They're only starting to to float to the top. The cream has come to the top of the bucket. We've now got to take that cream off and make the best of it. Yeah. Here's the here's the you know the chicken and egg situation yep. you know, that that we're dealing with, and that's the fact that uh, generally in South Africa, if we and and you, you know correct me if I'm wrong, so callers welcome to do so. But if we don't see people that we recognise doing something, we're not very likely to watch. Hundred percent correct. So if if we have very few uh, black faces in motorsport, yep. you, you don't have spectators, and you need the spectators because now let's talk about Kyalami because. Uh, you motorsport no longer based at the Kailami racetrack. That's correct. And I believe it's because motorsport was not using that space accordingly. Surely, if there was, um, if motorsport was a little bit more inclusive, you'd have a bigger, a bigger uh, grouping of spectators. You were, you'd be able to, to, to be more active. I think just a correction on the on the Kailami situation. Mm-hmm. Kailami was sold off last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually been bought by the owner of Porsche South Africa, right. and it's been revamped now as mm-hmm. a as a racing venue. Yes, your your point is valid. Uh, black spectators are vital. Um, it's unfortunately mo- mo- motorsport is very much a cultural thing as well, and what people have grown up with, and what we find in, in motorsport generally worldwide is a lot of the time it's a family connection. If I look, for example, one of the families we have involved, the grandfather was a national champion. Mm. Two of his sons were national champions. Two of his grandsons are now national champions. So it's very much something that, that, that kids grow up with, with through their parents as well. And so it's something that is going to take time. because. So we're being impatient. Um, I can understand where you're coming from. Mm. But it, it does take time. And unfortunately, it's not something that can be rushed. Um, we have a program. I think it's about a lot of it has to do with awareness as well. Um, I don't think that black people generally necessarily know a lot about motorsport. Um, we created a couple of years back, we've got a program, what we call Kazi to Kazi, mm-hmm. which is taking the, the idea of motorsport to township schools. Kasi to Kasi. Kasi to Kasi. Thanks for the correction. They, no, promise, that's no, no, they, they promised to keep me on my toes before we went on air. So, <laughs> okay. <you know. laughs> I'm trying to keep him on his. <laughs> okay, so Kasi to Kasi. There we go. Right. Um, it's a, pro- it's a, a program just to introduce motorsport to youngsters at township schools. Mm-hmm. We do demonstrations, there's displays of cars, they talk to the kids. Um, we've taken kids to Kailami as an example mm-hmm. um, that have come out of that program mm-hmm. just to try and expose them to the sport. And once, once the interest is there, we hope it'll grow from there. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just the competitors we're looking at as well. Um, there's a whole host of people behind the scenes. Mm. It's the mechanics, it's the marshals, the officials, all that kind of thing. So, as I said earlier, we do need all of those people to get involved in the sport if we're going to have a sustainable yeah. future. I want to talk that. more about Gassi to Gassi because uh, there you're doing something that's quite interesting because you go into any township, any Gassi, what mm. you've got is, you know, where if Bahafana had won the match last night, there'd be spinning of cars uh, in those communities because okay. that's the thing that goes on in, in townships. And conversations that have been had around formalizing spinning as a motorsport in South Africa, what do you say about that? I say it's 100% formalized. Mm. Here's the 2015 rules. We have seven pages of it. Okay, it's one of our facets and one of our categories. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It Break is there. Down for me. So, we... Let, let's let's see where the where the spinning concept started out. Mm. It actually started out as a hybrid of Tokyo Drift. Do you remember mm. the movie? Mm-hmm. All right, fancy cars, lots of octane, lots of bling. Sure. Nice chicks. <laughs> All right. Um, bright lights. Mm-hmm. That's where the concept started. 
And but because of all of that, you don't have those accesses to those kind of roads infrastructure. And I mean, who knows? JMPD would be turning in their grave if they come to mm. you about this. Mm. So the idea was is that they started the spinning concept, and the spinning spinning concept we found has been very popular in the township areas, yep. predominantly because its barrier of entry is low. Mm-hmm. You need a car, yep. rear wheel drive, yep. and a piece of concrete tar. You game on. Right. So. To, to be able to do that is really, really easy. So what we've done is we've actually formalized that. We've sat down with all the different spinners from around the country, mm. and we've formalized a f- proper set of rules, how points will work, safety measures that are put in place, mm. what are the qualification criteria, all of those kind of things. And I'll give you an example. A proper produced spinning circuit is 25 to 30 square meters. Mm. And believe it or not, points are awarded for fluidity, meaning Changing from left to right, how smooth. Sure. Almost look like a ballerina sure. on wheels. Yeah, I've seen them. The, exactly. Yeah. So that's, there's points for that, fluidity. Mm-hmm. There's points for um, the audience's or the crowd's acceptance of, of, of the act. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of um, turns that you can do. The, the, the depth and density of the smoke. All of these are yeah, things yeah. that are <laughs> points depth related. The density of the smoke. That you create, yes. Sure. So it's an art. It's yeah. not just noise. It's not just celebration of people doing crazy things and right. people say, you've lost it. You, yeah. you, 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 you're a crazy man or mm-hmm. a madman. No, not at all. It's but that actually then a sport. brings me to the perceptions that uh, South Africans have of motorsport. And especially, yeah. you know, going back to the Kasi, going back to the township sure. where motorsport is seen that, uh, as something that is done by gangsters. It has a very negative connotation. Yeah, the Jib case didn't help our the cause the at all. It didn't help us at all. But that's something that we need to start talking about. If we're looking at transformation in motorsport, we need to start understanding Understanding that it can be a sport. Correct. Um, so I'm going to take your calls on 0891104207. Um, we're, we're looking at transformation being stressed in all sports. I mean, the conversation goes on and on with rugby and cricket, but not so much with motorsport. So, uh, what are your thoughts? How do we speed uh, transformation up in the motorsport sector? 0891104207. It's 0891104207. And your SMSs you can send to 34701. Ata is in Equatorial Guinea, give us, giving us an update of that match between Cote d'Ivoire and Guinea. Um, How is it going, Ata? Well, a lot has been happening. I must say it's very, very interesting. Nail-biting stuff. Uh, a red card in the process. A goal that came in through as well. So it's all interesting stuff that has been happening uh, at the start Malabo. In the match between the Ivory Coast and Guinea, uh, we're already now in the 57th, uh, 60th minute. And it's a West African derby. And currently, <coughs> with the first goal that came in, excuse me, that came in through from Guinea in the 35th minute of the first half, when Mohamed Yutara of Guinea intercepted a defensive header with the arrow of the Ivory Coast and he slammed the ball in the left foot from the center of the box into the top left corner of the Ivorian coast. However, all things started happening in the second half when the Ivory Coast now trying to build up their stuff to see if they can be able to score a goal that will equalize, but that's also to no avail. And one keeps asking, are Ivory Coast actually missing the experience of former captain Didier Drogba 
And despite all the stars that the Ivorians have in the team over the past four years, we look at it now that it's a team that has actually failed to win the Africa Cup of Nations since 1992, which is 23 years ago. So one is seeing that, will they be able to manage to win this trophy maybe this year, or their top stars have all just managed to go down, failing to having won? In the 48th minute, William Bonney, the easiest that Ivory Coast came close to scoring is when he received a cross pass from the right side of the field and contacted the shot with the first time, yet his shot was tapped over the bar by Guinea goalkeeper Watara. Javino's 57th minute red card by the referee over Nabi Keita's uh, he actually chopped him with, a, more similar to a karate chop actually, which is not warranted for in football. And one wonders um, where that was going to take him. And when the referee showed him that red card, he actually fell to the ground, slammed his feet onto the ground, I think regretting what he did. And, well, we also saw his coach as well actually reflecting that he did actually chop uh, Keita with, uh, with, his, with his hand uh, over the neck. So in the 62nd minute, it's Ivory Coast nil, Guinea one. Interesting times to come out from Stade de Malabo out here in Equatorial Guinea. We'll wait to see what Ivory Coast can do and Guinea in the second half. Bafana Bafana will be no pushovers as they square up against the Black Stars on the 27th of January 2050 on your favorite radio station and in your home of football, SABC One. Catch this action live from Estadio Dumongo with kickoff at 8 p.m. SABC Sport, bringing Equatorial Guinea closer to you. Attention all employees. The Compensation Fund has extended the license of Rent Mutual Assurance, the RMA, to include Class 13 employers in terms of Section 30 of the COID Act of 1993 as amended. This means that as of the 1st of March 2015, employees in the iron, steel, metals, artificial limbs, galvanizing, garages and related industries will be transferred to the Rand Mutual Assurance. The RMA manages claims for occupational injuries and diseases in the mining industry and has been administering claims for occupational injuries and diseases since 1894. For more information, call 0860-105-350. The Compensation Fund. Working for you the talk shop it's 21 minutes after 7 you're still on the talk shop on SAFM South Africa's news and information leader I'm Naledi Mulo I'm in conversation with Adrian Skoltz who's the chief executive officer of Motorsport South Africa and Wayne Riddle who is the uh, sporting service manager with uh, Motorsport South Africa we're looking at transformation in the motorsport sector and taking your calls on 0891 104207 and uh, you can send your SMSs as well to 34701 there was an SMS here and I want to read out it says blacks are only just learning to drive let alone participate in motor racing you can't walk before you crawl I don't know how I feel about that one we've been driving for years believe it or not (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand that okay 34701 to send in your SMSs you were saying something to me, Wayne, during that, that, that break there, yeah. that in South Africa you can start spinning at the age of 12. Yep. You can start racing in South Africa at the age of 4. At the age of 4, the year of your 5th birthday, mm. you can actually start racing in go-karts, what they call the cadet class, sure. the baby class. Sure. Okay. Spinning, the youngest entry age for that is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I keep stressing this. This is not spinning at the shopping mall on a Friday night. Of course. Okay. This is in a controlled motorsport environment. Mm. This is an arena that's purposely built. There are qualified officials that are appointed to the event. The relevant city jocks are involved. All of that kind of thing. It's, it's a proper event. Mm. But competitors who can compete for championship points and win a South African title in spinning, it starts there. Obviously, spinning is, is pretty new. To, to the South African market mm. So we don't yet have Springbok blazers or Protea blazers For, for spinners mm. But the point is it, it is already starting but at So what there point is was club racing that's already starting When was it that we started Formalizing spinning for instance I actually I can't answer you that I think it was about two or three years ago is when it actually started raising its its, uh, its profile. Yeah, the interest has been on and off for probably about the last three or four years. Yeah. And it's starting to become a little bit more organized. Um, there's obviously a lot of it that goes on that's, that's not under us, um, the sort of more informal stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's starting to get more organized in certain centers. Was that with, you know, we had Soweto Drift coming along in 2011. Was that when we started realizing that actually this is, this is, this is a real thing? Because... You say two, three to four years ago, one would say, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty late. I mean, we're 17 hmm? years into the democracy already, sure. and only now are we thinking about... 17, 20. No, I'm saying yeah. 17 years, if yeah. you go back to three years ago. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, that unfortunately is the reality, hmm. is that, you know, I mean, last year I think we saw the first club uh, spinning competitions happening with, with in, 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 uh, in earnest and, sp- and predominantly in Kazoli Natal in actual fact not even in Joburg not even in our, our bigger areas that yeah. we have um, but like Adrian said there's a, there is a big informal sector out there where it's done locally and it, it's not regulated or, or, or controlled in a, in, in a motorsport environment mm. um, it may very well be controlled but not in, in the auspices of motorsport. It doesn't have the, uh, the authorities behind it. It doesn't have the officials. There's no graded officials running the process and making sure that there's fair play, just mm. as you would in a rugby game or a mm. soccer game. So, yeah, but the, the reality is is that the sport is available. The entry age is 12. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with the entry age being well, 12. You know what? I, I would agree with you. Yeah. How many, how many kids out there are joyriding mom and dad's car? Well, I don't know because I never did. So I <laughs> you were fortunate. Quite yeah. But, but the reality is quite a few. Mm. In fact, you'll be blown away. I think if you got JMPD in here and ask them some questions as to what's the youngest age of the, comp- of the person they've caught behind a wheel, it'll be around about there. Oh. And unfortunately, it's a lot of that comes from peer pressure. Mm. So in our schools, the kids are starting to, and let's face it, let's call a spade a spade. Drugs are available to our youth. And in primary schools, it's rough in the mm. country. There is a certain amount of gangsterism. There's a certain amount of violence, uh, drugs. All that stuff is around. The kids are really being placed under that unnecessary or undue peer pressure. Mm. So the reality is that there are kids at the age of 12, 13 years old who are joyriding cars that they shouldn't be. Because there's the pressure to do so. Well, this is exactly it. And uh, and it's cool to do it. And he's the king of bling. You don't want that. But but that's the reality. Unfortunately, I know it's not good for society, but the reality is it does exist. Mm. So from a spinning perspective, there are rules in place. We're saying, okay, we understand that that's where you've been exposed. Well, yeah, come and do it in a controlled environment. Come and do it in a safe environment. Something that you can turn into a profession if you want to later, if you're good at it. 
Mm. Oh, that's the voice of Wayne Riddle, Sporting Service Manager for Motorsports South Africa. I'm also in conversation with Adrian Skoltz, the uh, CEO of Motorsports South Africa. We're discussing transformation in the motorsports sector, and we're talking about seeing faces that look um, more like the majority of South Africans. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound as PC as I possibly can. But, you know, we're, we're talking about seeing more black faces, more Indian sure. faces, more colored faces in, in motorsport. That's our discussion. Give us a call on 0891-104-207. Send your SMSs to 34701. You're on the talk shop on SAFM, and I'm Naledi Muleo. Um, here's an SMS from JR in Durban. He says, or she says, uh, the, spo- the sport of car racing is very much an advanced white sport, so is very far away from being a black sport. Um, Bule in Mapetla Soweto is on the line. Bule, good evening. Hi, Naledi. Hi, how are you, Bule? I'm very well, and how are you? I'm great. Thank you for calling in. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just want to greet the two gentlemen there as well from MSA. Evening, Bule. Hi. Yeah, um... I've got a few questions um, mm-hmm. um, towards the CEO, Mr. Um, Adrian. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very unfortunate that the first conversation that I personally um, have with him is via the radio, especially having been with MSA for over five years now, you know, from the spinning faculty point of view. Mm. Oh, this is Bule from Soweto Drift? That's correct. Okay, got it. And this becomes also a very sensitive issue for us as the spinning faculty because we have been trying for the past five years because the first time we actually interacted with NSA was in 2010. Mm. And ever since then, we feel, as I'm speaking obviously on behalf of some of the guys that are in the spinning industry, mm. that have actually expressed their concerns towards what NSA has actually been doing to spinning because we feel that MSA, together with Mr. Adrian, they're actually taking spinning as a by-the-way faculty under MSA. And I will tell you why. Kasi to Kasi, a program that they spoke about, mm-hmm. I once engaged them to say, if you guys are really committed to actually contributing towards spinning in townships, or rather motorsport in townships, why not use the guys within spinning to be the ones that are actually accompanying some of your races that you have to those schools because at least, like you said, my lady, mm. a, familiar place, a familiar face will actually make things much easier for MSA to be able to actually achieve the transformation that they want to achieve, especially mm-hmm. in the township. Okay. And they will be able to actually win many of these young persons that actually love spinning and motorsport so much because their entry level in motorsport is through spinning. So my question then becomes, what are the plans, seeing that now this is five years into, because we are going to affiliate again this year, we're going to pay our, our couple of thousands to actually affiliate again with MSA, even though we feel that MSA hasn't reached that level of actually ensuring that spinners are taken care of, spinners are taken serious. As it is, I doubt that Mr. Arian actually has ever attended a real, real, real spinning event in the townships. I'm not talking about a, by the way, uh, added feature at the motor racing event whereby people then after the event they do demonstration spinning. I'm talking about real, real, real spinning event where you will get out about 15,000 capacity in an arena. Okay, you know, Pule, let's, let's, give, let's give Adrian an opportunity to respond and then you can stay on the line and, and, and continue after that. Adrian? Okay, Pule, thanks very much. Um, thanks for the comments. I think they, they're certainly valid and they're food for thought. Um, 
I take it that it was an invitation to one of your events, so I'd love to take you up on the invitation. And I'd also like to invite you to come and sit down for a cup of coffee with me. I haven't met you personally, um, unfortunately. But from what you're saying, I think you're exactly the kind of guy that we need to, to partner with to try and do what we, to achieve what we want to achieve. So please, can you get in touch with me as soon as possible? I'd actually like to have a cup of coffee and let's, let's see what we can come up with together. Have you attended a spinning event? No, I haven't personally, no. Mm. So you haven't attended a spinning event. Would you like to leave us with something? You know, you know what, my lady, um, obviously we have been trying to get a hold of Mr. Edwin and his, his team. You know what I'm saying? The only people that we have been talking to for the past five years is Mr. Wally Papas and Alan Wheeler. You know, those are the only people that actually knows the spinners and the spinners know. So we will be very much happy to meet with Mr. Edwin. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a pule that we'll be meeting with Mr. Edwin. He must expect an entourage of guys that actually are, are running spinning because even the rules that he was telling you about we are the ones that came up with those rules and then we proposed and discussed them with MSA so it shouldn't be the other way around as if MSA came with those rules we brought those rules and we explained and rather shared the knowledge that we have with MSA to say this is how we see taking this thing forward so we will be really happy obviously now, now that Mr. Adrian has said it live that he will, be, he will like to meet with us you know we will, we will definitely take him on that and put a spin on it and make sure that this thing works for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Good play with yeah, words, Paul. We have to put well, a spin on it. Well played. <laughs> yeah, okay. so we'll put a spin on it and make sure that this benefits the community, not just Pule or somebody else or so forth, because this is about the majority of the young people that are passionate about motorsport, mm. and being included. That's okay. exactly what we need, Pule. Well, Bula, this is what I'm going to give you a number to call 011-675-2220. But Lesejo is going to take your number and then I'll take your number, your cell phone number, and I'll personally hand it over to the gentlemen that are here in front of me, okay? Bula, appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, one of the points that Bula raised, and Wayne, I'll bring this one to you, is is with the programs like Gassi to Gassi, having um, spinners or or, 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 or uh, motorsport athletes, if you will, that are actually in the communities that, that, that the children, the young people actually recognize and have a relationship with. No, really, this is exactly what we've been missing. Mm. And like I was trying to say, you know, we, we don't have many household names. The Kasi to Kasi program has, has gone out to create awareness of motorsport. But the reality is, is that, as you said, give me names, Gugu. And that's the only name you can come up with. Mm. I mean, Timber Kumalo is coming of age now, and he's doing really, really well. But Timber's not quite ready yet. I, I, he, he's not the ambassador that I think we need as a household name for people to follow, because he's only a teenager, he's 18, 19 years old. So the, the, the reality is that we do need people like Pule, a grown man who's got the drive, got the passion, can see the direction. Those are the kind of people we need to be partnering with mm-hmm. because the reality is, is there is no way you're going to get this done alone. Mm. All right. it, the community as a, as a whole, um, the, 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 the people that are petrol heads within that community as a whole are the people we need to harness because that's where you will grow the sport at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Trying to do it man on man, one on one with a little roadshow is never going to get you the desired results in, in, in the time frame you'd like. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay, so Noctula is in Melville. Noctula, good evening to you and thanks for calling. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. What are your thoughts? Um, um, as you said, my name is Noctula and I was born in Wanderbella and grew up in Soweto. And um, a couple of years ago, I was exposed to motocross. Okay. And um, 
I was actually sponsored by Motorsport South Africa. And I was, at the time, um, only the second black female to to be seen at any of the races. Mm-hmm. And um, over, the past, you know, over the past couple of years, since 2011 when I started, um, there haven't really been more... They haven't, I haven't seen any other black ladies that have joined the sport. You know, I've seen a, a, a handful of, of guys that have joined the sport, but not, not ladies. And um, what I just wanted to say is that, you know, as far as kids are concerned, if, if you ask a kid, um, do you want to ride motorcycles? Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a child that would say to you that, no, I'm not interested in riding motorcycles. So I think that the issue, you know, the core issue is that kids aren't getting exposed to these, um, to, the, to motorsports. Um, I've never heard of motocross before I, I started in 2011, and I don't think that any other kids in the townships are going to hear about it unless we take it to them. And I think that MSA is one of those organizations that has the resources and has, you know, the kind of, the kind of um, connections and relationships with bigger, with big companies that, that can take this um, motorsport thing to, um, to, to the township, to the kids, to, mm. you know, to all the black people all around South Africa. Mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, I really don't think that um, it's because... Um, we're not interested in a sport because if you if you gave me a, a, a car and you said spin it, I would love to spin it for you. If you gave me a motorcycle and said, I would love to race it for you. And I just wish that you know a bit more effort was being put into exposing younger kids in the townships to these kinds of sports. Um, as far as um, female development in, in motorsports, I think that um, you know organisations like Motocross South Africa with the initiative of Diamond and Diamonds and Dirts, um, they've done a really great job and their core um, focus has been to try and get as many females involved in the sport as possible and I think that, you know, I, I think that it's great that MSA is bringing back their regional racing, uh, their regional races this okay. year. I think that a lot, of, um, a, lot of, a lot of people are excited about it and I just wish that, you know, there was just more exposure to, yeah. to, to this kid on the street, that's yeah. all. Noctula, thank you. Your point is taken. Thank you so much for sharing your views with us. You, you, would you like to come in there, Adrian? I think just a question to Noctula is, is where did your interest in the sport come from and, okay. and how did you get started? Yeah, we don't, we don't have her anymore. We'll try uh, and get her back. Let's, yeah. see, let's see if she can try and call us back. But um, wh- why, why that question? No, it would just be interesting to know how her interest was created and you know, we could possibly build on that. She made the valid point about we need to, to um, expose the sport more to the township kids. Mm. I'd just like to know how she found out about right. it and you know, just get some ideas from that. Look, I think just to, to, to elaborate a little bit more into that, and Nontul is 100% correct, that you've got to take the sport to the people. Mm. Spinning is one of those, those sports you can. In fact, I was instrumentally involved setting up a go-kart race um, at Maponya Mall in 2011. 12. It cost about 200,000 men to put together. Mm. But the reality is, is that we actually took it. And I must tell you, you know what's the scary part? Half of the competitors, the white competitors, we said we're hosting an event in Soweto. They wanted escorts to get in there. They were still fearful mm. of taking the sport to the masses. Can you believe that? That that ignorance still exists. Mm. And it does. But the point I'm making is, is once we had done that and we had exposed that, we suddenly saw a flurry and a growth within the karting community. So, Montel is 100% correct if you can take that sport to the masses. However, I can't take a saloon car race into Soweto or Tembisa or any one of the major areas. 
unfortunately, because of the facility like Kailami, we need to bring the people out to Kailami. And therein is where the trade-off comes in, where you have mm. a facility what is purpose-built or, or drags, Tolton. You want to do drag racing, you've got to go all the way out to Tolton because that's the only drag strip that we've got here that is of, of a good quality, mm. national standard and so forth. But from Lamtula's perspective, from about development, we've got a woman in motorsport sector within motorsport where we focus on the youth and females, mm-hmm. black and white. And as she mentioned, Diamonds and Dirts were the ladies from Motocross South Africa. That's, these are two l- young ladies that are actually doing the promotion and marketing of, of motocross in South Africa. They've actually this year launched a thing called Moto Kids. Mm. And it's for youngsters from the age of four to the age, I think, seven. They can actually get involved in the sport. They're going to have the, the, the motorcycles available. Um, they'll have the development programs for the kids. And they'll actually teach them how to ride bikes. Right. Again, it's going to be one of those where we're going to start off at the age of four to seven, and it's going to take us ten years to get to the point where we get a household name. We have another Kuguzulu. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. But I think what Pula was trying to explain earlier on is, is that there is a quick fix. He's got the key to that quick fix. He's saying that there is ten, fifteen thousand crowds at a, at a major that event. Right. That, that, that's correct. Yeah. He, and he's saying, I've got the rules. I've got the masses. I've got the know-how. Give me the last little bit of tools that I need, and I'll make this happen for mm. you. So I believe that it's a two-prong approach. There's the long-term, the athlete approach, and then there's the entertainment value and the motorsport approach. So both Pula uh, has got that input plus the other development programs that I think we've already started and initiated. And I think that's really a, it's a two-prong attack. It's, it's the rapid gains and then the solid gains that we can bring in. Well, I'm going to be following up on that meeting that you guys have with Pule. You, me, Adrian are going to the same spinning event. That'll be fun. That'll be so much fun. Guys, thank you so much for Thank you. Thanks, Anlady. That's been such a pleasure. You can still keep your SMSs coming, though, on 34701. Great thanks to Adrian Skoltz and Wayne Riddle. Uh, Adrian is the CEO of Motorsport South Africa, and Wayne Riddle is uh, the Sporting Service Manager. Uh, Mbali from Soweto says it's a fact that Soweto is being ignored by MSA, and there's no transformation of spinning in Soweto. Um... And then another one that says spinning is an abomination. It should be stamped out, not encouraged. Okay, so there we go back. Here we go, both sides of the same coin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another another point that is being raised about the, the the way we view motorsport in South Africa, especially motorsport that's being done in now in communities like Soweto and townships. But I think that's let's wrap it up there, guys. Yeah, I think that's another discussion for another day. Safety <laughs> in motorsport. That's All a whole right. topic on its own. How do we follow up uh, on Kasi Takasi? Well, we, you can get hold of, obviously, the number that you've given out. Mm-hmm. There's also our website, um, and all of our Kasi to Kasi programs are on there. We've also got a standard uh, email. It's info at motorsport.co.za. So all of those are available to the people, and you can get all of them off our, off our website, uh, which is www.motorsport.co.za. Right. That number again is 011-675-2020. Guys, such a pleasure. Thank really, you. thank you. It's been real. Yeah, thanks very much. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.